Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome yet again to another episode of the Creators Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Ben Jay, and I'm so excited to talk to the guest today. Uh, we met just recently, really got in some deep stuff right off the bat, and so I'm so glad to have him on so we can talk more in depth about his life and his art and everything. So let's start from the beginning, my man. What is your name? Where are you from? And what do you do? Uh, my name is Tyler, but I go by Akuma. I'm from Los Angeles, and I mostly produce music for the most part of my life. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, I, yeah. that, that's a good place to start as well, because whenever I first met you, uh, one of the things I found most intriguing was your backstory. And your backstory is that you kind of have a background in film, film and like film creation, acting, that kind of thing. So why were you so into film for like so many years? Uh, okay, yeah, so, so I gotta think about this. So back like 10 years ago, maybe like, almost 15 years ago jeez 15 years <laughs> time flies man i'm kind of i'm kind of thinking about this right now yeah right. so yeah about like 10 12 15 years ago um you know we're having an existential crisis on the podcast <laughs> dude i already am i just right. realized like wow yeah this is really making me think about my life so yeah about 10 to 15 years ago um my parents uh were just constantly showing me like a lot a lot of films like very like fantasy driven very sci-fi driven i love that so like the matrix um there's another one. uh the born identity series i love the dude that's such a good series yep. um crouching tiger hidden dragon um just so many movies like and there were just so many at this time because like you know computers were getting better and basically it was being there was a lot more abundant uh resources for films so that meant there were more films coming out. That were, there were basically more beautiful films coming out. Digital cameras were a thing. And that's when I realized that, like, oh, wait, I, I can do the same thing. I have a computer. I have a DV camera. I just need to do something with it. So I have the tools. What can I do with it? So I figured out, like, okay, well, if I point the camera in this direction, run over here, say something, cut the camera, change it to this direction say something the other way, I'm having a conversation with myself. And so I figured out the first conversation shot. And that's that totally opened up my world, which is, oof, it's, it's amazing. So like fast forward a few years, I've been using Final Cut Pro for three years, and I'm like nine years old. <laughs> if, you th if you really think about this. I'm, um, and I'm, or I, I guess I kind of switched to Premiere because that's when Final Cut X came out which I still kind of have a few issues with today. Mm. <laughs> and I also was learning Adobe After Effects because I was huge into the YouTube scene because I loved... Uh, this is like 2010, 2012. This is when YouTube was kind of like popping up and right, that, that's where right. there were a lot of like... There was Smosh, there was Freddie W, Quarter mm -hmm. Digital. Mm -hmm. And I was huge into like that like short form. Like it's really action-packed, but it also has like a comedic like twist to it. Like it's, you know set up punchline it's like five minutes long and it has a bunch of like visual effects and guns and i yep. i was all about that i was like i want this i want to do this for the rest of my life yeah and i figured out how to do it i went to videocopilot.net and creativecow.net which were like the two biggest sites for visual effects and stuff mm -hmm. taught myself after effects and cinema 40 and i still use those today i still you know use after effects and cinema 40 today and Wow. 
it's crazy to look back on. That's amazing, though. And it's really, really cool. And you have so much, you've put so much time and effort into it. I think it's really cool, yeah. your realization that you could do what everybody else was doing, right? And then especially the timing it's, of it, yeah. like whenever YouTube is popping and going off and everything. It's really super, super cool. Um, there's a few ways that we could go with the conversation. But I kind of want to ask you this, first of all. Are you still interested mm -hmm. in filmmaking? Oh, yeah. I, I, I still am. Like, I... If if I if music doesn't work out, I'm gonna just go back to film. Yeah, because because I I think that will still work out for me because I've been recently having a lot of these cool like I'm a huge anime nerd like mm -hmm. I love anime so mm -hmm. um, I've been I've been seeing all these really like terrible live adaptations where they're they're not using the original owners um, like yeah it's it's crazy like I saw the Full Metal Alchemist live like. Terrible Death Note. Terrible. I was like, "What is going on over there?" Like, who? What are these studios doing? And I'm like, I can do this right. Mm -hmm. I can use the original manga, the original stories that were written by the original artists and the original writers. Yep. I'm not gonna go off somewhere. I'm gonna keep it straight in the line, and I'm not gonna do a movie or something. It would actually be a proper show. Dude, like, that's what like so awesome. No, I get what you're saying with, completely. Yeah, and then oh, plus the um, with the uh, what is it? You know the Mandalorian, right? Sure. So they're they're like budget. It's it's super inflated, but they have this this thing where they they have a, a huge LED backdrop, and they're uh -huh. using a game engine to okay. simulate like backgrounds and stuff, really? which saves them a ton of time in post. How interesting! And that, now here's the thing, though that technology, like the the software is free, mm -hmm. which is super awesome because like I can just design everything for free design all my set extensions for free. Sure. And then, yeah, I can rent out for like $1,000 a giant LED wall and a computer. Right. Boom, I have... And then I just, yeah, get a camera crew and all that stuff. But boom, I can make a sweet, like, $20 million show. Yep. For like... <laughs> a total fraction of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a huge fraction. Like, it totally, like, it opens it up. But right now, the only reason it's not opening up is because jobs are being inflated and mm -hmm. the industry is kind of tough to get into right now but yeah for sure if we had that opportunity and if everything was like a lot easier to do boom everyone would be making stuff today it's really cool i love your kind of mentality that you're kind of talking about right now how you're looking for the opportunity and you're figuring out the process of how something's done and you're seeing how you could do it yeah. yourself it's kind of like a recurring theme ever since the beginning of your like your interest in film even to now it's really super awesome pretty much where does it come from do you know precisely like where that creativity comes from or where that innovation comes from um oh this is funny so my parent, my parents will love this. So I'm a tinkerer. I love messing with things, unplugging and plugging shit back in. Oh yeah. And I've probably gotten to the back of my dad's TV so many times, <laughs> and have like totally like I've gotten yelled at for that, of course. But, <laughs> yeah. But you know, all tinkers do that. They all, they all mess with stuff, and so they can learn how it works. Ting, uh, you know, they they learn how it works, and then boom, like okay, now what can I do with this? Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my mentality is that like I can learn yeah, like dude, just whatever I want by figuring it out. And when, yeah, what is it? Yeah, it's kind of it. <laughs> no, dude, I understand completely. It's funny because I can really relate to it. Um, same as you. Like I kind of grew up like a tinkerer in my own sort of way. I had like an old, I don't know if you know the company VTech, the old VTech, like the mini uh, laptops and stuff. 
It, they would make like Darn. like small laptops just for kids to play with and everything. But I got one from like a neighbor oh. and it had basic on it. And so I used basic to learn like the most simple version of like programming on this little kids <laughs> VTech computer. You know, and I was like, I was like, okay, how can I do like, how can I do programming? How can I make games on here? And, and you know, so same as you, like I understand, I can relate mm -hmm. to that. Like, you know, going into like the very basis of what something is and then finding out how to maximize on it and turn it into something even bigger than what it is you know so it's yeah, really it's, really awesome it's, fun like that. it's so much fun and it's cool because i think that for us as creators that's a part of the game right like being able to do mm -hmm. every single part of the process by ourselves if it's music then you know filming stuff writing scripts uh editing stuff you know acting oh, and stuff you know yeah, yeah 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 and if it's for music then it's mixing it's mastering it's sound design it's writing lyrics etc etc and i want to kind of ask you because i know that you're really into music a lot uh in more recent times what was that mm -hmm. transition like how did you get into music production man so yeah this is now about six years ago like 2013 mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. um i was uh i was i was actually taking a film class at this time um her name was miss bennett cool person yeah and she and so this was like around eighth grade and i was i downloaded this thing called uh, cubase because mm -hmm. um, I, I saw my dad using it and i was like oh this looks kind of cool and it was like it was this cool like sweet music editing app or something. That's what I that's what I thought it was. And I was like, yeah. I'm gonna learn how to do this because I want to learn how to do music for my videos. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't get it to work, so I <laughs> downloaded FL Studio instead. Yes. Yes. Um, but I didn't know how to use FL Studio because I was I was like it was super different to me and I didn't like understand it. So I figured out a way to rewire FL into Cubase. So I wrote all my MIDI in Cubase and then imported all the audio in from fl because i was ri ridiculously like complex like that <laughs> so i'm laughing I, but it's amazing no yeah and what's cool was um i think yeah that was on my first like windows pc too so mm -hmm. i because that was the only way i could get fl to work and oh man that, that was such a fun day because i made so much tunes like i made so many like i'm like lo-fi hip-hop songs yeah what? Oh, okay and I also made, um, what was it? I made a bunch of like electro tracks and stuff. It was really yeah, fun. That's so much fun. It's really, really cool for you to look back on it and kind of memorize it. But I find it so interesting how it's kind of uh, intertwined with film, right? Because you're thinking like, oh, I need to make music for my videos. You know, let's start moving about music production. And then like you just start yeah. making it and start picking up momentum, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically. I mean, that's basically it. Basically how it is. Yeah, exactly. No, it's really, really super awesome. But um, you know, I, I guess coming into that, you kind of have an interest in film. You have an interest in music. You know, you have a bunch of different responsibilities. How do you manage your time between all of these things that you have going on? Oof. I sometimes wonder that myself. Yeah. Um, uh, for the most part, like right now, still like all of my creative art, my my creative like necessities are still secondary. Um, mm -hmm. I would love to make them my primary focus. I would love mm -hmm. to make it like my job. It would mm -hmm. be amazing. Mm -hmm. But for now, I still get to focus on like, you know, when's the next you know due payment? When's the next uh, whatever? Yeah. When do I have to pay something? <laughs> when do yeah. I get my next paycheck? But hopefully, my mentality in the future and. I really hope it's this year. I really hope this year I can just only feel like, you know what? When's the next song I need to make? <laughs> but I also want to be excited about that because yeah. I am. A, I'm always excited about making the next song. But I want to be excited making the next song, mm -hmm. and then not having to worry about what my my original primary goals were. Mm -hmm. 
It's awesome, man. It's awesome. I, I think that so many creators are in that same situation, right? Where we love music, we love painting, we love designing, but, you know, we still have mm -hmm. bills to pay. You know, we still got people to take care of. We have our mouth to feed, you know, so whatever it is. And it's so hard yeah. to, to kind of find the balance there between everything. Um, do you think it's actually possible for you to, to make a living off of like video production and song production and that kind of thing? Do you believe it's possible? Yeah, I think it is. Like, uh, with the, I mean, with the amount of open resources we have these days, you know, Fiverr, Upwork, mm -hmm. um, just any of those like job like websites that you can uh, just make like a quick few bucks off of. I know, I know people that make a living off these websites, which is kind of crazy, and they're just doing small things for people. And I think, yeah, if you just want to like edit a few small like short videos for people online, go do it. You'll make like a couple bucks. That's worth it. If you want to make like a jingle or maybe like a full track for someone, like go for it. Like nothing's stopping you. And if you want to try to get paid in that way, there's there's so many like resources to like have that like middleman for you. And yeah, I mean, I, I just recommend it for everyone. Yeah, no, dude, I agree completely. I think a lot of people underestimate the power of freelance, right? Because like you mm -hmm. said, there is so many options available for us if we want to go into it. Um, and so that being the case, there's so many options for us to make money on the internet and to do art for a living, even though it's difficult, I admit, you know, it's hard, it's challenging, it can be stressful. Yeah. What do you think it is that holds you back from actually going for that, in your opinion, right? Because, you know, if we wanted to, we could just say, screw mm -hmm. it, you know, and just go do freelancing and, and everything 24-7. Why do yeah. people not do that, even though they care about it so much, in your opinion? Um, stability. Mm -hmm. I think, I think uh, for some people, it's not stable. Um, because it, you know, art, art's a fluctuating thing. Like we're artists fluctuate a lot. There are days where we're super pumped. We're going to pump out like a billion songs. We're going to pump out a billion like art pieces. And then there's days where it's like, I can barely write like three notes. And, and, and it's true too. Like we suffer from like writer, it's called writer's block, but like we suffer from this so much. And it's like, how do we get over this? Because now what if that's your job? You have to for how do you force creativity you can't force creativity it's it's hard on yourself and it's going to be stressful and damn, it, it's it's just something that like we as humans it's it's really hard to like get over and if doing it full time like it, it's difficult on most of us because forcing that creativity would be very stressful and a lot of people you know burn out from that really quickly and so, but you, you know, you see like a lot of bigger people, you know, they, they have people that can help them, you know, managing this, managing that. So they can just focus on making music. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the smaller people that are doing everything themselves, it's difficult because when they're just trying to make a, like a quick buck for the day and they have to write a full song, it's not that easy. And, but I, I really hope that, you know, people can find ways to, you know, get through the day or something mm -hmm. and make that song or do this and find ways that they can get around their creative block because when they do like that's that's the biggest like oh, like there's no words that can describe that feeling yeah man for sure that breakthrough no absolutely that I agree. breakthrough that's the right yeah that's breakthrough the right it is and <clears throat> no i think you're right i mean i think stability like you said is one of the biggest ones obviously you know being have knowing that you're going to encounter writer's block at some point, you know, <clears throat> but don't you think it a little bit comes down to, and I kind of thought of this as you were talking, I want to know if you agree or mm -hmm. not, fear of responsibility. Do you think that plays a factor as well? 
because like as oh, yeah. an artist you know you you're the one that has to create the art you have to make the video you have to make the deadline make the podcast make the song do you think it's a fear of responsibility <laughs> yeah. as well or not it could be a fear of responsibility i think people are different um i definitely agree with it though it, it is like it is like a it does exist um but i think it depends i mean it depends like with people having writer's block some people can just have no writer's block it's kind of crazy like i've seen people that just like pump stuff out every day i have a friend that does this every day it's kind of crazy and i wonder like do you ever get tired he's like no yeah i'm like wow <laughs> I, I i have to take days off he's like i just love doing it and i'm yeah. like wow i, I want to be like you but yeah for some people yeah it is definitely a fair responsibility because you know owning up to what you have to do and I mean, this goes for any job too, but mm -hmm. yeah, like fear of responsibility is a big thing and it, it will depend on every person, of course. Yeah, no, great point. And I agree 100%, you know, it does depend on every person's different situation. It's just, you know, as we're talking about it more right now, you know, I'm seeing mm -hmm. so many like um, kind of like, equal situations between walking at a nine to five versus walking online. Like, you know, if it's, mm -hmm. if it's writer's block for a creator on the internet, it's burnout walking in a nine to five, you know, if it's, and there's so many things that are like equal there, it's just, we think of them differently, you know, because of yeah. the kind of the platform that it's on. So, um, to kind of rewind a little bit, I, I feel like that for both music and for video, like there's such a marriage that can happen there. What are your ambitions as far as like music and video? If you could share a little bit, uh, in general or for me, and for yourself, for yourself. Oh, okay. So, hmm. I do want to go back to writing and sound designing for film because mm -hmm. that would be really cool. Um, I did it a bit when I was in school, and I did it a bit for a few college students here and there, but it was just like small time stuff. But it was really cool because like. Music, like, definitely, like, I, when I was younger, I never really thought of it, but, like, when I look back on it a lot, when I was, like, learning how to compose, I was like, wow, that really affected me. Like, I still listen to the John Williams, like, Star Wars. But, like, it's amazing. Like, how does he do that? How does he, like, literally, like, how do you conduct a full orchestra of people to do that? Like, that's magic. That's black magic to me. And I will never understand that. Like, I'm sitting here with my laptop. This dude's sitting here with a pen and paper. And he's writing that stuff. Like, that that's what, like, blows my mind is, like, you can actually, like, really change people's mind with just a melody. But not even just one melody, thousands of melodies, different rhythms of percussion with thousands of instruments and thousands of people in a room. Like, you can do that. And it's kind of crazy. And that's what I want to get back into. Yeah, man. It's super exciting just hearing you talk about it. And it's interesting because I've kind of been on the on the flip side where I've been watching... Um, a lot of like uh, videos and like movies and clips like that. And I've kind of been thinking to myself about how impactful film is. Like there's so many like, yeah. you know, specific like two minute scenes that I've just like been watching for the last 10, 15 years. I keep going back to it because like my emotion that I have in that scene, you know? Right. And the same as it's you're talking about with, with like the music and John Williams and stuff like that. Um, tell us about, well, let's go ahead and talk about that for just a second. Like for you, like what are like the top three movie scenes or like, film scenes it could be tv show or whatever Ooh. that you kind of keep going back to if you have one. Oh man you could do um, like top two top three or whatever okay so um the movie inside out there was a, a moment where it was i mean i don't i'm trying not to spoil it but it was basically near the end mm -hmm. where basically the in like the everything starts to turn off like the the girl's like emotions like 
mechanical stuff stops working mm-hmm. and happiness or it was like joy and sadness mm-hmm. are like sitting there like they're almost there they're about to make it mm-hmm. and joy becomes sad yeah. joy like the person that was so positive the entire movie yeah. feels sad and the music kind of drops out of it and i mean this i i think this is like a disney pixar like trope of yeah. course but like where they they cut the music but that emphasizes it like that silence is really nerve-wracking and that really what's that's what makes you cry and actually, it reminds me of an old interview with Ben Burt where he was talking about an attack of the clones, mm-hmm. where when you cut the sound out at some point, yeah. it makes the impact more impactful. Mm-hmm. So in, in a music sense, when you cut the music out, it actually makes it more emotional for yes. a scene. Yes. Which is like, wow, you don't realize it. It's so <laughs> subtle, but it, it's true. It's wild, isn't it, man? But it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's something they talk about a lot in um, Eastern philosophy about how, like, there is no sound without silence and there's no silence without sound. Like, you know, whenever you have, like, the right understanding of it, like, everything becomes art, right? Even, like, you were talking yeah. about, like, silence becomes music, you know? And mm-hmm. it's interesting it's... because I see that for myself as a content creator. One of my mottos that I live by is everything is content. Because, like, as a content Ooh. creator, anything could be content, right? I could be filming a dog on the street, you know? I could be making, like, a motivational video and I'm walking to work, you know? And so, like, whenever you're really looking for it, you know, in whatever art form you're in, whether it's content creation, video creation, song creation, like, there's so many, I think, um, elements that we don't get to dig into, like silence and music, you know, silence in the film, music and film, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Um, tell it's us just what, so subconscious, too. It is. It is for sure, man. Tell us about yeah. um, what lessons you've kind of taken from your early times of uh, video editing and film creation and how you applied it in the music world and learning about music. Actually, it's funny. It's the same thing with silence. It's, um, well, I guess the proper way would be is dynamics. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, in music, you do have dynamics, but, I, but it's more of a dynamics over time. So I kind of took that mentality because, like, in a scene, you have... You have um, rhythm kind of mm-hmm. basically you have they're they're called beats in a script so basically you have moments where you're where you're basically stopping and thinking you have moments where you're moving mm-hmm. you have moments where you're running or you know there, there's some basically action and rhythm happening and i wanted sure. to kind of add that to my music <clears throat> where there's a lot of basically rhythm and movement going on right and but there's also moments of here's a beat and so i'm trying to do that with my music currently where there's a lot of like moments of like straight up silence yes or straight yes. up like everything is slower or movement mo- ugh, <laughs> moments of like motion like exactly. craziness yeah yeah yeah. no it's so awesome dude yeah that's one of the major things you took and then from film editing to to music creation then yeah i understand that yeah. for sure it makes sense it's funny i want to take it a step farther because i'm thinking of this my own situation Ooh. i want to kind of see if it applies to your life as well do, do you notice like your film editing and like your music creation like affecting how you live your everyday life in some sense kind of what like Ooh. what i'm thinking about specifically because that might be too vague it's just like you're talking about how like there's different like rhythms of like a film editing right where it goes from mm-hmm. slow to like speedy and all that kind of stuff for me like mm-hmm. in my daily life like i'm always using my body to like express things and so like i'll go like i'll use my hands like to you know express emotions and i'll use my body to move and express Ooh. emotions and i'm talking to people you know and they're like they're like like are you okay and i'm like i'm like i'm great i'm just like expressing everything through like my body movements i don't know if you have like a similar experience oh, of some kind i don't know I, maybe i have and maybe i just didn't realize it right it could be like a subconscious like it, thing it, totally like i'm totally subconscious hmm. 
man, I really never thought of this. <laughs> right? Isn't it interesting? But like as you were saying that, I was kind of like, I was like, that's interesting. It's kind of like how humans move as well, you know, like one minute we're walking to get food and next we're running to make it to work on time, you know, and just like the way that our <laughs> our life movements, you know, kind of reflects like the same yeah. like video editing or whatever. Anyway, like we've talked about film a lot already, but I don't want to like, I don't want to uh, marginalize your music. For people who aren't familiar <laughs> with your sound, how would you describe your sound? Oh, erratic, crazy, um, definitely very like complex. I've gotten that. I've gotten that where it's like, Wow, this sounds like so complex. I've heard that from a friend of mine, which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a compliment as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Uh, struggle it's something with I never making... thought about. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people struggle with making complex music. I don't know. For me, in my early days, like my songs were super simple, and it wasn't until I saw other people like making you know really complex tracks. I was like, I was like, oh wait, you can get that many layers in a song. So yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, look at John Williams. He's conducting like a thousand people. And yeah, it's like, dude. I'm over here with like five tracks on Ableton trying to figure out what to make my next lo-fi beat on. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah. And we talked, you mentioned already like how it can be hard with things like mental, uh, with writer's block or, or time constraints. How often do you make music, generally speaking? Oof. Um, it... Well, I changed it up recently, so it's about like two to three hours a day. Mm -hmm. I haven't okay, I haven't been doing it for the past like two days though, but that's because I'm on vacation right now. Mm -hmm. So two to three hours a day—that's a very specific number. Is it like a like a habit or like a scheduled thing for you? No, it's very erratic. Like okay. that's like the average, like yeah. a, a, from what I've noticed. But mm -hmm. usually, it it'll sometimes be like thirty minutes, which mm -hmm. is kind of crazy. And then sometimes it's like late, straight up like twenty-four hours straight. Ooh. Yeah, I've I've done a thirty-hour run before. It was not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's epic, though. It's definitely one for the memories. Yeah. So that being said, then, like, what triggers you getting in the studio? Is it like a, a burst of inspiration? Is it a feeling of like, oh, I haven't made music in five Ooh. days. I need to make something. Like, what gets you in the studio creating? Obviously, it's different oh. every time, but it's um there's only there's only two things it's either inspiration or sure. it's um my friend chris who's like yo check out my track i just made something sick and i'm like i listen to it and i'm like really inspired and i'm like okay i gotta i gotta one-up that because that was really good <laughs> thank you chris <laughs> dude shout out chris yeah right shout that's... out moon libra <laughs> that's you awesome. should get him on here he's he's an awesome person Oh, dude, yeah, for sure. No, I'll talk to him after the after we finish recording. That sounds really, really fun, but it's it's cool. And we should go down this side path real quick. Um, something I'm a big supporter of, and I talk about it all the time, is having the right voices around you. I think people yeah. really can't comprehend like what an influence our friends have on us, our family has on us, like all those subconscious voices. You know, like I yeah. I personally believe that that. Con controls like a large part of our life um and so i think it's important for us to have the kind of right people around us uh besides yeah. chris do you feel like you have a good uh kind of support group around you yeah yeah most of my friends are online but i do have a lot of friends in real life that i also have that are amazing mm -hmm. um i have one right over here <laughs> 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 Yeah, dude, no, it's great. And you said the internet just now, but you know, as much as uh as much as like hate as like internet friends get, like I think internet friends are incredible. Right? Yeah. Oh no, don't no, dude. Inter internet friends is what helped me actually decide to pursue music. Mm -hmm. Which is really funny, yeah. Like I I totally like would respect cuz like 
it's on this server called Capacitive, and mm-hmm. originally it was not called Capacitive, it was called Music Host. Mm-hmm. And I joined there, I forgot when I joined, but like, it was like as I was starting music, and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool so far. And they really helped me like, like foster that like idea of like, I, I can do music. Mm-hmm. And they helped really push me forward, so shout out to you guys yeah i know exactly man it's a great example right there right and the same experience for me like it's been like internet friends have you know um kind of what's given me you know strength to keep doing stuff and sharing stuff and you know meeting cool people from around the globe is always <laughs> you can't say no to that so no Which it's is awesome, awesome it is it's awesome yeah. I'm pretty sure I know like half of the people in Germany because that's pretty much most of the people I meet. They're like all German, which is really funny. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, oh, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from Germany. I'm like, I know so many people from Germany. Germany. <laughs> then you realize you like, had like a German VPN running the whole time. <laughs> like your internet's all running in Germany. Really <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious though. That's really cool though. That's really cool. Jumping back to the, the music thing though. Mm-hmm. Do you have like certain um, rules or methods when you're creating music? Any kind of guidelines you follow when you're producing a song? Hmm, I have a template because I don't want to have to set up a side chain. I don't want to have to set up a pre-master. I don't want to set up groups. So I just have a template that's ready to go. It's got my sub slash 808 preset. It's got my drum stuff ready. So I can just go in, add an instrument or add a synth that I want to sound design in, and I can just go. And I don't have anything that's holding me back from that because I've learned that like having a template, I don't do this for editing because I don't think editing should have like a template system unless you're doing like a TV series. Sure. But uh, with music where you're make where you're making something that's kind of uh, where it, it's not repetitive, but like you're doing the same process where you have to set up the side chain, set up the drum rack, set up the compression, set up the reverb. Mm-hmm. It gets tedious doing sure. all this engineering loopholes where it's like I can just have it pre-set up for me and. Yep. Well, and, and when you're producing it. on a tight time schedule as well, it's better to save time, you know, and get straight to the creation yeah. aspect of it. Like, like if I'm in a, a studio with a bunch of rappers and they just want me to make a beat, like, I don't want to set up, like, the side chat. I just want to go for it. I just want to, like, I want to literally just import my drums, yes. import <laughs> my synths, or, or import my pre-made loops, and just make the beat so that, that, like, in 30 seconds, I can make now, like, a quick beat, like, a quick, like, eight-bar loop in 30 seconds. Yep. Yep, that's awesome. Versus like the ten minutes that w- it would make get there. Mm-hmm. Thirty seconds. So, I wonder if that's like a Guinness World Record. record. <laughs> oh no, people definitely made faster. I bet they've made that'd be faster. that'd be fun though to like look that up and find it. But but yeah, then that's cool. And so talk to us a little bit on the geeky side of stuff. Like as far as like um, plugins or VSTs or whatever. Like what are your go tos when you're making a song? Oof. Um... It's always Serum because I got Serum back when it came out mm-hmm. and I've loved it ever since. And I've, I, okay. Yeah, it's Serum, but I've been using Faceplant. I've been using all the Kilohertz stuff recently and I just bought a subscription because I've been using someone else's license code recently. So, because I could not get it, but I was like, you know what? I have, I have this thing. I'll, I'll just get the Kilohertz subscription right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I've never looked back like I still use serum for like certain sounds because phase plant can't do this one thing where it's yeah. you turn the random phase knob down mm-hmm. and then you add a bunch of voices but they all start in the same phase okay and what happens is because they're at different pitches they'll they'll spread out and it causes this phasing effect or like yeah. a watery effect but phase plant <laughs> doesn't do that so mm-hmm. okay I guess I'll stick with serum for that type of sound mm-hmm. yeah it makes <laughs> but sense. Okay. I st- but I have a template now inside Phase Plant where I can just 
go in and because phase find is super modular you have to kind of add the oscillator yeah. and add that yeah. stuff where it's kind of like ableton you have to kind of set up a template so i set up a template for phase plant now so i can make sounds really fast <laughs> awesome awesome so then does your song creation process start with with sound design or do you kind of like make a melody or whatever first yeah so oh that's true um it's it's kind of half and half so it's either me making a bunch of cool sounds yeah um and then either bouncing those out for later or making a straight up like eight bar loop with my sounds yep. Or sometimes I'll make an intro to my my song. Like I'll probably riff something on my guitar because mm -hmm. I love metal, so I, I love riffing <laughs> some stuff down. And or maybe I'll I'll make some like melodic loop because I do love making. I I want to add guitar melodic loops. Um, if you you remember when you heard um the Mariana Trench song that I sent you? Okay, yeah. So that's me playing my guitar, but I'm playing it at half speed, and then I'm turning it up to two times speed so oh, that it no it kidding. sounds like I'm playing it that fast. Oh, that's awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, so I want to do that for more of my music now, where it's like, that's yeah. so cool. It's really awesome. Man. And it's even cool, like knowing the backstory now behind that. Um, it's I find it really interesting because uh, most of the producers I talked to recently, and these guys like my close friend circle, but even people who I, I kind of mm. know more distantly, like they're all saying that same thing. They're all saying, I want to put guitar in my music. I want to put guitar in my music. I want to have like, like organic uh, piano or guitar in my music. I'm curious because I'm seeing a huge trend here. And I'm not. I'm not even lying to you. Like ninety percent of the artists I yeah. know have told me that within the past month. Is there any like reason that you specifically want to put more guitar in your music? Have you always felt um, that way, or is it something that's like becoming more and more important to you? Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of always felt like I've always wanted to do that because mm -hmm. I love the sound of guitars. I've, I've, I mean, there's two like there's two tones. I love the sound of like delay heavy, where it's mm -hmm. like like it's very like fast and stuff mm -hmm. and like repetitive and i love the rhythm that it gets when i'm just playing eighth notes right and it's round and reverb i love that sound for like melodics and then for a lot of like my crazier more electronic music i definitely oh my dog <laughs> <laughs> um i definitely love um i love the grittier sound of guitars because it, it, it just gives that visceral feeling of like like it like when you hear it at a live set too like mm -hmm. guitars are crazy like they hit like even though they don't hit the low end that much and they don't hit the sub that much you still feel it somehow and that's what i love putting in my music is like that heavy like dun 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 like that 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 crunch to it because like you know i can't make that with basses i can't make that with synths that's something like real i'm making and like that's that's what makes it like really feel good that's awesome. that i'm putting something in, that i'm playing <clears throat> yeah no it, it kind of gives like an authentic edge wouldn't you say yeah, oh, authentic or, or or an organic edge. I'm curious though, um, because I wonder the reason. You may or may not have an answer for this. I'm not sure, but like, mm -hmm. what has what has delayed you from adding guitar to your songs already? Is that was it like a conscious thing or just subconsciously like you didn't have any guitar in? Like, um, what's, no, what's I just you forgot it more? <laughs> I straight up forgot. Okay. Um, I. Um, I've been doing it more lately, though. So okay, I see. Um, I have a bunch of work in progresses that I'm doing where I'm adding it more, and so yep. it's most. It, it's also just really hard to set up. Um, yeah. Trying to find the right tones because mm -hmm. there are no plugins that can get that tone. Like usually, I'd have to mic up an amp and stuff yep. and find the right position so that it's not phasing. Yep. And that's annoying. Like I, I want to just do it in the computer where I can change the tones whenever I want. But it's mm -hmm. also hard to find tones because yes. you have to find the right cab sims you have to right find the right amp sims <laughs> and so it's a process but i've found the right tone i think mm -hmm. 
cool. So stay tuned. Good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. No, you're right, man. It, it takes time, right? And I think it's kind of interesting because it's a recurring thing we're talking about, everything from templates to having to mic up a guitar. Like, there is so much technicality that goes into music creation, oh. right? You know, there's so much technicality. And so, you know, you get to a place whenever you've developed enough that, you know, half of your process is technicality. The other half is actual music production and composition, you know? Dude, yeah. <laughs> it's it's such a surprise. Like I, I realize now that like I'm more of an engineer than a producer, but mm-hmm. I've become more of a songwriter now. Like I, I used to be the engineer guy. Like I just did everything that was like load this synth and make this sound or plug in this XLR mic to this, you know, patch panel mm-hmm. and record this drum. Mm-hmm. But now it's kinda like I now know how to do that and I've found ways to get past that mm-hmm. and become the songwriter which is really awesome. So. That is really, really cool. No, it's great, man. It's great. I think that um, life is kind of, I'm borrowing this from Bruce Lee, but life is like a process of self-discovery. You know, we're always learning more about ourselves, you know, as every year and every experience brings us closer to who we are. So it's cool that you've been able to, you know, kind of know who you are. And now you're able to create yourself as well, you know, and break through your barriers or your limitations to kind of unlock like new levels of yourself. It is really cool. What do you think are the biggest challenges or frustrations you've faced as you continue this like self-development and this self-realization? Hmm. Um, you're, oof. Um, definitely being frustrated with new ideas. Really? I think that's, that's one thing. Um, it, uh, tons of people struggle with it. Like, like it's, when you come up with something new that you've never heard of, you, you you have two thoughts, like ooh this sounds really good. People should hear this. But then you have two thoughts from there, where it's okay. like, should pe- do people want to hear this or, or you know, fuck it, I'll just put it out. Yeah. And then there's the I don't like this. Now, I know like pe- people have this like when they create something new, but you never know like that new thing that you didn't like, someone might like. Yeah. And you never know that, but, and then you might learn to like it later on, but then but now you don't know how to do it again. So. <laughs> That's like the thing we struggle. So the the thing I I've been doing is save everything, mm-hmm. save everything. And yeah, I don't know. I just had a hard drive failure recently. <laughs> so kind of, oh my gosh, yeah, rest kind of peace. Hypocritical <laughs> to say, but but Before it's funny. That, save you everything. everything. If you can save everything, do it. Mm-hmm. Because when you can, like, oh my gosh, like you're gonna refer like back like ten years, and you're gonna see that old project you made when you were just starting out. You're gonna rework that, and then you're gonna have a new song. Because you're probably not going to have ideas in the future. And you're going to wonder, wow, I have this huge, massive library where it's like five terabytes of just music I've made. Which, oh, which is true. I, I do have a giant cloud. <laughs> it's full. It's full. And of... it's just all of my projects. Oh, man, that's basically. wicked. No, it's really, really cool. I agree 100%. Um, it's funny because in my own personal um, story... Uh, same as you're saying, like I used to save everything, you know, I, whether it's short or long, just like one instrument or a bunch of instruments, I just save every project file. I have had the experience where I go back and I finish the song and I'm like, yo, that was dope and I'm glad I saved that. Um, yeah. But kind of the, the kind of the mindset I embrace more nowadays is put it out. So rather than just save everything, yeah. put out everything. Um, because that's what I've true, noticed, actually. right? Well, that's what I've noticed because like, like you said, like I look back at my files and I have like, you know, several hundred gigabytes of unfinished tracks and I'm like, I'm like, 
why did I not just release that? Like, what good is it doing me by sitting on my hard drive, you know? Whereas, so Basically. Like, yeah, you know, so like these days, if I make a track, like I guarantee you I'm going to release it. Whether it's a perfectly what I wanted to say or not as good as what I wanted to say. Like, I'm like, it's not going to do me any good to sit on my computer. Like, someone wants to hear this. I just put it out. Um, yeah. Have I'm you definitely actually, adopting that. Are you? Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely going to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, I got I'm some curious, like, like music, yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. Talk about it. Talk to me about it a little bit more, man. In in terms of like your songs you haven't released, um, why do people not put out more stuff? Like, why have you personally not put out you know some of the stuff from the past? Is there a reason? Um, or? Could just be fear of like, no one's gonna like it. Sure. <laughs> I mean that that that's like the that's like the easiest one to say, but yeah. I also think it's um, uh, you're doubting your own like, you're doubting your own creativity. That's one thing. Um, you def it's definitely good to have like friends that are supportive. Um, but when you have like the real producers or you have the real people, the real musicians that are listening, I I'm not saying real like in a sense, but I mean like people that are not your friends, like people yeah. that are like they have do some that level for of living. success. Yeah, yeah. You kind of look up to them. Sure. Like when they when they like listen to that and they judge you, like you're afraid of judgment. Is you're afraid that like the hard work that you put in is gonna be for nothing. Mm-hmm. And I know that that is for me, but I've kind of overlooked that now. I kind of look like, you know what? Screw it. Like, yep. if I put it out, if no one likes it, who cares? Mm -hmm. Someone's going to like it. Mm -hmm. Like, all I care about are the people that like it, not the people that don't like it. The people that don't like it, I want to know what I can do better. And yep. that's really what I hope people adopt as well, is because, like, if you can have that mentality, if the people love it, like, celebrate with them. Like, ah. Yeah. For the people that don't like it, ask them questions for what you can do better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, if they don't have a valid response, who cares what they say? If they have a valid response and they have criticism that they want to give you what you can do better, take that criticism. And it might suck. It might like hit your ego, but like you got to look past that and you got to look like, you know what? Maybe there is something wrong. Yeah, man. And that's what I've been doing more. <laughs> Go off, bro. That's great stuff. I love hearing that, man. And I agree with it 100%. Like you said, a lot of it comes down to um, insecurity. A lot of it comes down to doubt. Insecurity, you know? yeah. Insecurity, doubt, fear of failure, fear of judgment, you know? And I think those are all um, situations that all of us collectively experience, whether we're a creator or not a creator, you know? And it's so hard to break through that kind of feeling, right? Um, you're kind of moving yeah. out of it yourself, you mentioned. Was there specific situations that helped you overcome it that made you like realize, oh, wait a minute, this is insecurity? Or was it just kind of like a process of like of growing up or whatever? Um, no, I mean, I was kind of just doing the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. Just get up, get on my computer, do a few things, start working on music because yeah. I was having massive writer's block. And I realized I was like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> Kind of, I kind of just like I sat back and I was just like, I need to stop doing this. And I just got up and I walked outside. I walked for like five hours straight because I was just like, I need to like really like just kind of open up my eyes. And I was walking around my neighborhood for five hours straight, just exhausting. And I just kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna like do something different. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna tip the scale in my favor. I'm gonna just mess everything up that I was kind of because like I was in a really bad habit. Yeah. I was in a really bad schedule. So I just decided, screw it. I'm gonna just do something different. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna really change up my schedule, and so I, yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, I that's awesome! <laughs> I literally just like I just changed everything up, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna just produce music at night instead, not during the day, because from what I remember, I used to produce at night a lot better. 
than during the day because during the day i didn't know what to do but when i was at like for some reason like i'm a night owl person so like i'm usually like up really late dude high five high five man <laughs> come on dude it's oh, wild oh, yeah. it's though like, it's it's like what, 2 a.m. on your time, isn't it? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, people are shocked. I tell them, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't go to bed until 5 a.m., 6 a.m., sometimes 7 a.m. And they'll be like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I was like, that's just, it's been normal for me. Someone was talking yeah. to me about insomnia and I was like, you don't have insomnia. You just, you're a night owl. Like I'm a night owl too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So like, I, and that's the thing, like I thought I had insomnia, but it's like, yeah. no, I can go to sleep fine. Yep. I just, I, I think better at night. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's because everyone's asleep and I don't have to like worry mm-hmm. or if, cause like I, I do, I do have people in the house, but it's yep. like, I don't know. I never really thought about it and I, I don't really have a certain answer, but like night owls make the most interesting music or make the most interesting art in general. Yeah. Like they, like it's weird. Like being a night person has kind of changed my view mm-hmm. of what I can do. So like I stay up to like two, three, I mean, I mean, you're up till five, but like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm, like, I'm like an, an exception or whatever, but yeah, you're, you're, you're interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm up till like 3am, uh-huh. you know, and I, I, I just, I made a ton of music recently mm-hmm. just because I, I decided to change up my work schedule. Yeah. I, I wake up super late now, but mm-hmm. who cares? I'm, I'm a lot happier now. Yes, I'm making dude. more music. Dude, please say it again. <laughs> this is so important for us to talk about, man, for real, because I don't know. I think that um, traditionally, like in textbooks or in the news or whatever, like everyone's like, <laughs> go to bed early, wake up early. And that's just yeah. never been the case for me. Like for me, like if I look back at my childhood, like I was always a night owl going to bed at like midnight, 1 a.m. Um, my mom had a late night schedule as well. So it was just natural for me as I got older to kind of adapt more and more to being a night owl. And like you said, allotting more time to content creation the evening as well. It's quieter. I feel more focused. You know, I can take breaks and go walk outside and nobody's up. I can just be by myself out in the the night air, you know? So um, I'm just completely, I think that we need to embrace who we are instead of trying to like change who we are in a lot of ways, you know? So instead of like saying like, oh, why am I not in bed at 10 10 p.m.? Why am I not in bed at 11 p.m.? Just be like, I'm not in bed at 10, 10 p.m. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> I'm yeah, going to do something better with my time. Yeah. I just right? stopped caring about that. Like, I was just like, I don't care about my sleep now. Like, I'm making music. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. and here's the thing, like, I, I, because, like, I was going to work for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I decided, you know, like, I have to kind of, like, get up and go do my thing. And I, yep. I got into that rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I'm breaking that cycle because, like, in high school, I never slept. I never slept. Like it, it who did? Who slept in up. high school? Tell me who and, slept in high school. Actually, yeah, no one. Like, no one. No one in high school slept. It's kind of funny. But like, yeah, I just never slept because like I didn't want to like I didn't want to like do my home like like I didn't I, I didn't want to just do homework. So like, yeah. I would do make music the entire time. But I kept doing music, and yeah. so I got into this habit of doing music till like two a.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I, I I decided to get back into that rhythm because I felt happier doing that. That's the important thing too, is like being happy doing it, right, man? Like I love that so much. I think that um, you were able to be honest with yourself, and then you were able to kind of look at your patterns as well and identify. Like you, you identified your patterns, right? You were like, yeah. "Wait a minute, I used to make music at night. Why am I not doing that now? I'm happier doing this." You know, like so the self honesty, you know, the the looking at your past, the implementation, like valuing happiness as well. It's really, yeah. really super encouraging to hear you talk like this because I think so many people struggle with it. Was it hard for you to be honest with yourself and embrace being a night owl, or was it just Actually, something it like so? It, it was more relieving. Yes, <laughs> because like I was like, oh, you know what? 
I, I why, what, what was I doing this entire time? Like, I, I was more embarrassed for the fact that I was not doing, I was not staying up at night, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So now, now that I do stay up at night, oh, I, I sleep so much better because I'm not worried all the time. Like, oh, I'm not doing music. What am I doing? Yep. And now I am doing music. Okay, I don't care if I wake up at like 1 p.m. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome, man. I love it. It's really, really cool. I kind of want to ask you this question, and uh, it's a little bit maybe too deep, but just answer it however you want to. Um, what is happiness to you? Because you mentioned you're happy like doing music at night. Like, Do you have a definition for happiness? or Oof. You might have never thought about it, cause I'm, and that's totally it's, fine it's as abs- well. But... It's super abstract when I really think about it. Um, right. Happiness to me is... Dang. Uh, it's kind of deep right and i just i've kind of noticed that i talk to more and more wow. people like a lot of people don't have a definition for happiness like they don't know what happiness yeah. is you know and so like when i ask them like oh they're happy they're like yes and then i'm like why, why? and they're like i'm not sure <laughs> you know and they're like actually i'm not, I'm not sure. sure if i'm happy now and i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> but you know Oops. i think it kind of is important though for us to be honest like you talked about being honest with your schedule i think it's the same way about mm-hmm. being honest like with our happiness like what we value what's important to us or whatever you know you know, I kind of have maybe some vague description. Sure, um, go ahead. Happiness to me is constantly creating because, well, I mean, having time off, but constantly creating <laughs> because, yeah. Um, because but if I could do both of those, would, it's perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh, if I could, that would be amazing. Yes. Someone please, Elon Musk, please invent that. <laughs> um, I would love to just be creating all the time because I, nothing, nothing makes me like happier except this person over here. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I, I love I love making music. I love making art, and if I could do that twenty four seven, sign me up. Do it, man. Do it twenty four seven three six five, man. Do it, do it, do it, do <laughs> it. Um, and in in that same vein, I kind of want to flip it over because, like, being an artist, um, you know and creating 24-7, a lot of people start thinking about their image, how they're, how they're perceived, how people see them, what kind of like, mm-hmm. the content they're putting out in the world, they're like thinking, does this portray mm-hmm. me 100%, you know? Is this how I want the world to see oh, yeah. me, or whatever, you know? And we think about that so much. I think we're influenced a lot, I'm talking specifically to like us as like creators in the creative community. Um, we're influenced so much by like the greats, you know, who do it, you know, like uh, Porter Robinson, like he only comes back oh once gosh, every yeah. five years. <laughs> but when he does, you know, he's crafted this entire like world that we can all delve delve into and enjoy skrillex like the iconic haircut you know and and even like with like uh k-pop acts as well they have to have like the perfectly image you know wherever you come back you know so for (laughs) you what are your thoughts on artistic image do you care about it do you value it um how important Hmm. is it etc okay yeah if it's artistic image then yeah i think it i think it is important because um it's gonna help you stand out um, from a lot of people, I don't think it, it need it needs to be like personal. Like you don't have to be that every day. I know, um, I know like there's, there's people like Sultan, like, I mean, he has a legit reason for keeping his identity a secret, but it's also really cool. Um, there, are, there's like, there's Marshmallow, there's, yeah, there's Skrillex. Um, who, who else? There, there, I mean, there's a ton of people with this, like this brand behind, oh, Barely Alive. Like, ba- like, yep. yeah, like they, I mean, with the whole helmet thing, but mm-hmm. like they have like a brand behind that where it's kind of like this '80s retro feel to it. Mm-hmm. And um, even my friend Manser was telling me recently, like, um, yeah, like image is everything. Like, if you have a certain style, like show that in your visuals, show that in like your like aesthetics and stuff. And so I think that's really important. Yeah, shout out to you, dude. 
<laughs> but yeah, visual aesthetics are definitely going to influence your music as well. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also going to influence how people perceive your music. And so that's why I changed my brand because mm-hmm. I feel like Catastrophe was conflicting with my music. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, really, it wasn't really like working out with how I wanted it to work. And so I decided, you know what? I'm just going to flip it. I'm gonna, I have this sort of style and I guess this image kind of fits. Sure. Makes sense, man. And then like going into your new, uh, the new moniker, um, Akuma, like how did you choose that name? I literally just like, I, I don't know. I just kind of heard, I, I heard it in my head. I was like, that's kind of a fun, like I should do that. And then when I, when I changed it, um, someone on a random discord was like, oh, Akuma Matata. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> just, I was like, I, I got Lion King. Yes. So, so I, I just, I was like, okay, well, you know what? that joke's gonna happen and mm-hmm. I, was, I was like sitting there like maybe i shouldn't do this but then i was like oh, you know it, like it's kind of cool i guess and when i went to a recent uh, event for audius mm-hmm. um and this there was this one guy there he was like oh yeah akuma means evil in japanese and i was like what <laughs> i was like oh it's an actual word oh actually so you, I, did, I, I, you, you didn't actually know then no i didn't know how just, interesting I just thought it was a really cool word, and I was like, "That would be really cool to." And it it starts with an A, so it's gonna yeah. be, uh, you know, top letter first. So, yep. Yep. I was like, "I guess I'll just change it to that." How but I didn't want to put it. I didn't want to put a U because uh-huh. I felt like that would just be weird. Mm-hmm. So I put a V, so it's kind of interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's also easier to make logos with. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it also stands out more. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's wild. So then, like. I'm so curious to hear that though, because I thought for sure you kind of knew like the meaning behind it. Um, I didn't but, know, but I, I I found out recently, and that yeah. didn't make more sense. Okay, all right. So, I was I'm it, just curious, like if it was like if you literally just like chose something that sounded good, or do you think maybe like you had heard the word before and it was subconsciously in your mind buried really really super deep? Maybe I heard yeah. it in an anime somewhere. I don't right. know. I'm not sure, but. But like I just I loved the word because it mm-hmm. sounded really cool in my house mm-hmm. like Akuma and it was it was simple it was yeah. it was shortened letters because right. catastrophe is like <laughs> catastrophe long. it's like yeah it's like four to five syllables ish yep yep and Akuma is three mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're they're hardline and you can remember that a lot easier you can also remember the stupid B thing yeah so I was like that just makes more sense and when I looked up the definition when I was like evil I was like oh my. I have some music that's kind of evil. So. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is coming together. So I was like, the evil laugh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely. So. Oh, that's really cool. It's a cool origin story, though, and then like to unpack it more as it goes on. So tell yeah. us, kind of looking to the future then, like what does the Akuma Project look like, in your opinion, the next two, four, six years? Uh, definitely more electronic music is going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also do want to do a lot of different music. So it's mm-hmm. not just dubstep. It's not just in a trap it's also kind of future basey mm-hmm. like i do i do want to get because i used to do that it was like the second genre i've ever produced mm-hmm. i didn't even do dubstep until like like three or four years ago okay and i but i really want to get back into future base because i love doing that i love writing interesting chord progressions i and i, I mean i still do but like I just kind of do it for fun and I'm, I want to find like a way to release it. I want to find a way to integrate it with my music. Mm-hmm. And I think I found a way. Yep. Um, so stay tuned for that. All right. That's incredible, man. That's super incredible. Um, I did so, yeah. ask on Instagram. I asked some of my followers to ask you questions, stuff they wanted to hear from you. And so um, one of my followers, and I think you might be friends with him as well. I'm not for sure. Uh, Nick uh, goes by the name Unisonder. Oh. 
Enos owner. Yes. Yeah. Incredible awesome. dude. Love him to death. Uh, he asked, and it's kind of related to this question is why I'm pulling it up now. He said, do you see your future in the dubstep scene or some other music mockets? If so, which ones? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Because... <laughs> um, it's interesting. Like I, you, we also we all saw Skrillex leave the dubstep scene like 2015. Mm-hmm. You know, he he started doing the thing with Jack U. He started doing the thing, uh, the Beebs, and then he started doing stuff with um, other people. But I also really like the new style that he's doing, mm-hmm. and that that's kind of influenced me a lot. Like um, with the Show Tracks EP, I loved. Oh my god, the Show Tracks EP is so good. I could not like when it came out last summer. I just kept listening to it on repeat. Mm-hmm. and oh like i couldn't get like that because that that's the sound that i was trying to go for like that very like visceral like like melodic feeling but it also like hits the feels but it's but it's also like aggressive too and so i was like that's really cool and i, I kind of want to do that for my music but i also kind of want to keep it like dubstepy. but i'm so i'm kind of struggling like <laughs> to, yeah to find an answer because like i do love making dubstep and it, it's always fun i mean because like i'm a huge metal nerd i, I love metal and mm-hmm. I love, I love, I still haven't been to a metal show. It's really funny, but, <laughs> but I really want to, I, because I, I dubstep is like the, the closest thing I can do and the closest thing I can listen to. I would love to continue doing that, but who knows? Maybe I might not, but yep. I would love to. Yep. Yeah. For sure, man. Very, very good answer there. Um, and then kind of in the same vein, cause you just mentioned about Skrillex and everything. Uh, another follower asked the username is Stella KML. And they asked, oh Stella Kimmel, <laughs> <laughs> and they asked, "How do you continually seek out new musical inspirations?" Damn, <laughs> man, dude, all, I mean, all of your buddies are asking like ask the hard the questions, the real ones. <laughs> Damn, I don't know my friends are the real ones. So, um, yeah. uh, Spotify on shuffle, just yeah, I I either that or um. You know, SoundCloud, I mean, I use Audius now, but, like, SoundCloud, if you go on SoundCloud, you just, like, shuffle on, on a random genre, you'll find something interesting. And, or um, YouTube. I mean, there are literally a ton of YouTubers that just review music. Um, Chris, my, my friend Chris Moonlibro, yeah. he had his song reviewed by this Russian YouTuber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which is so random. <laughs> and so, like, he got a bunch of Russian comments. But, yeah, because, like, someone was, like, listening to his music, it was cool, because... So, like, finding these aggregators that, like, take a bunch of music or curators that find a bunch of music and they're like, yo, you should check this out. Like, go to those people. Mm -hmm. And if you really vibe with someone, stick with them because they're going to have the best music. You know, um, I go to, like, the Dub Rebellion or Dubstep Gutter. Those are, like, the two places I still go to for stuff. But I also go to, I go to my SoundCloud. I go to my Spotify. And I'll just click shuffle on any random genre. And if I find something really cool... I'm going to look into the artist. That's epic, man. That's epic. Yeah, we've all fallen down the SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify hole before. There's so many cool sounds to hear out there for sure. We do have yeah. one more question from another follower, and you and I are both very familiar with this uh, this act. In Fowler has a question. Oh my and God, uh, David. <laughs> and In Fowler asks, what and who makes you inspired? Uh, hi, Tyler in quotation marks. <laughs> hi, David. I should... We, we we really need to talk, you and Hugo and I. Um, uh, I'll 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 also follow up something funny about that. Or you already know about this. Okay, so never mind. But um, what keeps or who keeps me inspired? Um, 
that's difficult because it's always changing. Right now, it's Porter Robinson because mm-hmm. of Get Your Wish. So, but who keeps me inspired? Um, oh my gosh, why didn't that? I, could, I should really it could, know. It could this. be a thing as well. Maybe it's a, a an activity or or a other piece of content that inspires you. But who or what that's makes true. you inspired? There's probably several uh, things, obviously. I'll just pull the old card. I think I think this is what David wanted me to say. Uh, <laughs> David <laughs> uh, inspires you. Thank you, David. <laughs> yeah, David. Yeah, thank you, David. Um, it's uh, Virtual Riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I first because like I first heard about him through this serum tutorial, where he was basically like, because I was trying to learn serum and now here I am today, but. Like I just I I just met the guy recently, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like, it was really cool, and he's totally like that in real life. Like, if you see him in videos and stuff, if you see him, like he's exactly the same way. He's like really upbeat, and that's like I want that lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. I want that constant upbeat lifestyle, mm-hmm. and hopefully I'm getting there. And he's the guy that definitely like musically hell inspires me. Lifestyle even more inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. I like I don't know how. Like I, I that that's why I want to like I want to be that. Yeah. Like I want to be like that happy with what I'm doing. That's super super cool. Now he's a great guy for sure and his music is incredible, consistently incredible over the last decade or however long, you know, he's been doing music actually, but yeah, no super super cool <clears throat> guy, very influential. Um and then the talking about, you know, wanting to be like him and you mentioned already kind of your goals for like the far future. What is the stuff you want to work on this year specifically? for your your projects oh putting out an ep i'm currently working on that right now so hopefully i'm going to put out an ep somewhere i don't know if i'm going to just self-release it uh, i definitely want it to be an audience exclusive mm-hmm. so um just because like i, I love that platform now yeah. and yep. i definitely would love it all my traffic to go there because yep. it would definitely it would show the sound of my ep a lot better just because it also the quality is better mm-hmm. and I, I want people to hear the full quality of my music and so putting out an ep maybe a few singles um i'm working on a potential music video it's not for the akuma project but um maybe i should probably if i ever have a song come out i should probably do an akuma music video because i do want to do that i don't see a lot of like dubstep artists doing that and like the like the only time i've actually seen that and it's not dubstep it's julian gray he actually does I, i've seen a few music videos of his and they're actually like really beautiful looking and like yeah there's yeah skrillex had a few but like it's very abstract and i, I want to do something that's very narrative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i i would definitely love to do a music video for a dub setup song who knows all right fantastic man so looking forward to Might an ep and possibly a music video leader in the year all right, man. Yeah. Sounds really, 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 really cool. Uh, lastly, to wrap up this kind of the future, we're talking about the future right now. Like, if you could wrap it up real okay. quick, say something to yourself in one year. Uh, please make better music, <laughs> and please inspire more people. 
All right, man. Yeah, that's a good message for absolute sure. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, man. I will so, actually look back on the year. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm going to pull it back as well. We'll have it on social like one year from the day of release and like start tagging you a bunch and say, hey, do you remember me? Like you said this to yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to remember you. <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. Anyway, for everyone who comes on the Creators Lounge podcast, we have one final section of the show, and that is the speed round. I'm going to ask you a question very quickly. Oof. You give a very quick response. Are you ready? Okay, good. Yeah. All right, man. Let's get into it. Three, two, and one. What is your favorite color? Uh, soft red. What is your favorite food? Pizza, specifically mod pizza. What is your favorite day of the week? Saturday. Favorite movie? Um, it's this Korean movie called Psychokinesis. What is your favorite song at the moment? Uh, Porter Robinson, Get Your Wish. What's your guilty pleasure? Hmm... Crunchyroll.com. <laughs> what countries do you want to visit? Oh, oh, um, Japan, France, uh, Germany, England. Uh, oh, the Philippines. The Philippines. What languages do you speak? Uh, English, but I'm trying to learn two other languages at the moment: Mandarin and Japanese. Very good. Name one person, oh. alive or dead, that you want to have a conversation with. Oh, dead or alive? Um. Uh, Oh, Chester Bennington. Okay. And I, how, that would be awesome. It would be. How do you want people to think of you? Uh, I, I hope nerdy. Good, I, hopefully a good musician. I hope people think of me as a good musician. All right, man. That was the last question for the speed round. Tyler, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts coming on today. Uh, before we go for thank officially, so is there anything you want to say to the audience personally? Um. Hi, mom. I'm famous. Uh, and uh, shout out to everyone that's helped me get to this point. I definitely want to help everyone get to that point, too. All right. That is so fantastic. Guys, I really encourage you to keep an eye on his SoundCloud page, his Audius page, every single piece of content he puts out. Because as you guys heard from today's episode, he's got so much creativity. He's also got so much drive. And when you put together drive and creativity, some amazing things unfold. So please keep your eye on Tyler, a.k.a. Akuma, as he continues to rise and succeed in the future. I want to thank you guys again so much for watching. I will see you on the next episode and take care.